0: All right, Adam, let's talk about Alperen Sengun, man. He did not play in Friday's game against Atlanta, but was really good against uh against OKC. I, so a larger picture question on Alperen Sengun. Where does he where does he sort of fit into the larger picture with the Rockets because Like I, I find him essentially him and Kevin Porter Jr. To be their best playmakers and thought he really put that on display uh, on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's, he's a weird player just because he's so unique and he's kind of from a different time with just kind of the back to the back, you know, post up, you know, not exactly the, the, the big who has all the athleticism. Um, So it's, I'm really interested to see, and I think the big thing when you look at, and you know, we're recording this on Sunday, um, Bruno Fernando came back on Friday, and Fernando played Friday night. Uh, Shingoon did not play in that game because of the groin injury. Then last night, Shingoon plays. Fernando doesn't play coming off the back-to-back and coming off of missing five weeks with the knee injury. So Monday, uh, when they play in Denver, that's the first time where they will both be available. And first of all, I want to see who's going to start, and then I just want to see how everything else looks. My assumption is that – it will be Bruno Fernando starting because that's what they did the first two games of the year when Fernando was healthy. And then Shingun comes off the bench and leads that bench unit. That's what I like most with them is having Shingun with the bench unit. And I I do think that he works well with some of these uh, other bench guys who fly around a little bit um, because as we've talked about before, uh, Shingun needs the basketball. He's better when he has the basketball in his hands because of what he can do, whether it's on the post or finding open guys. So when you're on the floor with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., you're not going to have the ball as much. So I, I do want to see how the minutes mix. You know, I just want to see how the minutes look. Uh, I do think that he got better playing with Porter and, uh, and Green over these last five weeks where he's been in the starting lineup. And you've really seen some chemistry on the pick and roll between him and Green. There was uh, one stretch where Green, uh, Green already has more assists to Shingu this year than he did all of last year and we're 19 games into this year where they played a full season last year. So uh, you're starting to see him be a little bit better uh, with the starters. And uh, the big thing last night, I thought the big thing with him was the rebounding. He almost had 20 of them. He had a couple of blocks. He had a couple of steals. He played 34 minutes and he he wound up fouling out, but uh, again, he was able to play 34 minutes before he actually fouled out and he was really never in any sort of foul trouble. So I think that's a good step in the right direction for him. I, I, Um, I want to see how he fits with everybody moving forward. He's an important player, obviously, because of what they gave up for him uh, with, you know, two future first round picks and he's really, really talented, but I just want to see more and I want to see how he develops on the defensive end of the floor, especially when it comes to rim protection.
0: Yeah. The rim protection is a big issue. The, there's a lot of talk about the lack of athleticism or the limited athleticism and, I don't think it's overplayed because, like, it it's an issue. But it, he also has, like, skills that kind of compensate for it, which makes him such an interesting player. The numbers on that OKC game was 21 points and 19 rebounds. He was 10 to 17 from the floor. So a really good game from him. And, and Jabari Smith, uh, just to put it out there, too, was, was had 15 points and 13 rebounds in that game. So just a really good double-double day for for their bigs. Uh, Shingun, man, like you said, a really interesting player. Like, I don't know, you put it well, the whole back to the basket, limited athleticism, 6'9", unfortunately not like 6'11", and so not, not really a rim protector. It, it, just a, a again, a, a very interesting player, Um, but I love watching him play. Like, it's a it's a fun experience watching him play, you know, uh layups off the and hook shots off the wrong foot, um, finding guys, um, the you know, talking to the basketball at the free throw line. Like he's a he's an entertaining guy and a talented guy to watch. So uh so I was just really interested to see how you saw these last couple of games, or not, I guess just this this, this last game since he didn't play against Atlanta. Uh but but, yeah, I th- I think he's important as well. I just don't know exactly how he fits into the mix, if he's if he's a starter or if he's your sixth man and, and how exactly that looks.
1: Yeah, And the hard thing, too, is that even in this stretch where he's been in the starting lineup while Fernando's been out, he really hasn't closed a lot of games. They have gone with Garuba closing games because of the defense and the defensive aspect uh, to everything. And you can see teams attack him. Teams look to attack him, really, in pick and roll. Um, They try to take advantage of the lateral movement, which isn't great. They try and take uh, advantage uh, of the rim protection, which, again, isn't great either. So it's going to be, for him, about working. And he's got to work on the lateral footwork, uh, the lateral quickness. He's got to work on some of the explosiveness at the rim. Because if you can't, if teams are just going to go at you on that end of the floor, you have to be able to hold up. And if he can't hold up, it becomes really hard to play him, especially when the game's on the line. So over the next, you know, four months or however many games they have left, I think what it's 63 games that they have left. I want to see how he is able to develop on that end of the floor. Can he show some real improvement? And can it get to the point to where he's on the floor in crunch time? Because my guess is that we've we've seen it with Garuba. And my guess is that it would be Fernando who gets the call in crunch time defensively.
0: Yeah, really interesting decisions to make there on the front of, you know, the bigs and the rotation. Like you mentioned, you also mentioned him fouling out. Uh, it reminded me, because I forgot about this with Jalen Green, that he fouled out of the Atlanta game. That's right. And but, but what was great about it, though, Adam, was that, man, he had five fouls. Like, was it midway through the third? Like, it was pretty early when he got that fifth, and he played with it for a while and played well and, and still played well defensively. And Stephen Silas, I thought it was a, a, sort of an interesting way to look at it after the game to say that the fact that he fouled out showed how hard he was trying on defense. Normally a guy fouls out. It's a negative thing, but they were able spin a positive out of that. Just, just with, with Jalen um, kind of speaking earlier to the point of, of him being better defensively to be able to get that fifth foul as early as he did and still be able to defend and, and, and finish the game for the most part before he was able to file out uh, much later in the game.
1: Uh, that, that game was personal for them. So when you talk about him really trying hard defensively, that's because of how much that game meant and the disrespect that they felt from the Hawks uh, in the third quarter with, with DeJounte Murray. So you could tell that that was personal. And I think that's why they, they went as hard as they did because they did not want the Hawks to walk off their floor after beating them.